Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome in Outkick Podcast listeners. Thank you so much for all of the support you are showing the podcast. Want to make October the biggest and best month ever. And uh, so far, I think we're headed that direction. Loaded show for you. A lot to unpack in the first hour of the program. Jason Whitlock will begin his visit with us. He'll continue it in the second hour. And then in the third hour, we have got Jay Glazer, Fox's NFL analyst as well as Petros Papadakis. So much to get to, so much to unpack, beginning with how awful the Cowboys looked and the Chiefs continuing to establish their dominance over AFC rivals with a beatdown of the Bills. All that and more to be the OutKick podcast. The show is live from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern every day on 300-plus FM AM stations as well as satellite radio streaming and everything else. But you get the podcast, and it's live uh, for all of you, uh, basically in your ears, and it begins right now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Let's be honest double header on Monday night football but everybody is going to be reacting this morning and everybody was reacting last night to how bad the Dallas Cowboys looked in the first game of the Andy Dalton era if Dak Prescott was watching this and I'm sure he was uh, as he recovers from his surgery I'm sure that he thought to himself my goodness I have got the best negotiating leverage in the history of mankind because I know it wasn't all Andy Dalton's fault and there was certainly a lot going awry in this game. But all of the shots of sad Cowboy fans that they kept showing during the course of the game, I mean, this is an atrocious football team. And at least for one week, what you saw was 
it felt to me like Dak Prescott had been holding this team together on the offensive side of the ball. Now their offensive line has fallen apart. The defense is just atrocious. This is a bad football team. And there are a lot of bad football teams right now in the NFC East. And prior to this game, I thought that the NFC East champ would have to get to eight wins and at a minimum would have to get to seven wins. I think it's possible that the NFC East champ goes six and ten. I really do. The Dallas Cowboys are sitting right now at two and four. And I I just think a lot of these bad NFC East teams are going to split. And we're going to see a lot of mediocrity within the conference, even against each other. In other words, I don't think anybody's going to go 6-0 and in this conference, in this division, of uh, and be able to take control for that reason. But, man, I, I just, I, watching that game last night, I just thought to myself over and over again, I, I don't know how many games the Cowboys are going to win. And it's crazy, but if you're a Washington football team fan, or if you are a fan of, I, I mean, if you're a fan of the Eagles, if you're a fan of even the Giants, you're not that far out of first place. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are still in first place in this division at two and four. And if you're sitting around, and I believe I'm correct about this, Doug, you can let me know. I think the Giants are one and five. I haven't even paid that much attention to them, but they finally got a win. And, you know, if <laughs> what's crazy is if they had won that game against the Cowboys and they very easily could have won that game, they'd be in first place right now. And I think everybody's like, man, the Giants are awful this year. But the entirety of the NFC East is just an unmitigated disaster. It's a dumpster fire of epic proportions. And I don't know how many games the Cowboys win going forward because to me, if you look at what they have remaining on their schedule, I mean, you're talking about the 2-4 and four Dallas Cowboys, the 1-4-1 one, one Philadelphia Eagles, and everybody made fun of the Eagles when they found a way to tie the Bengals. But they may end up winning the division over that tied game. The Giants are 1-5, and five, and Washington is 1-5. and five. And all of those teams are really bad. And, you know, to me, you look forward and think, okay, where are we going from here? First of all, where we're going is Thursday night football, which is the Giants and the Eagles. 1-5 against 1-4-1. and one. So whoever can win that football game will find themselves in somewhat decent position, crazily enough, in the NFC East. And, of course, the wildest thing about all of this is, is that those teams get to host a home playoff game. So a home playoff game may not matter that much this year, considering many places may not have substantial crowds, probably most. But, I mean, you look at the Cowboys right now, they're 2-4, and four, and this is one of the worst losses in modern history for the Cowboys. I don't think there's any other way to put it. To have the Arizona Cardinals come into town, credit to Kyler Murray getting to play back in the stadium that he's played a lot in as both a Big 12 quarterback with the uh, Oklahoma Sooners and also as a quarterback in Texas high school football. But the Cowboys go on the road against Washington. Then they go on the road against the Eagles. If you're a Cowboys fan, do you feel very good about winning both those games? No, I think you probably split. I mean, they'll be favored over Washington. It's probably roughly a pick I would think, against the Eagles. And then the Cowboys play the Steelers. Then they go on the road against the Vikings. I mean, this is an awful schedule, by and large, that the Cowboys are going to get to play but I, I just at sitting at two and four, I don't, I don't feel very good about them going, you know, down the stretch run of the season any better than five and five. And so w- what's crazy is Andy Dalton gets a million dollars if he takes the Cowboys to the playoffs. And I think there's a pretty good chance he's going to get a million dollars and he might only have to go seven and nine to do it. 
Uh, and uh, I mean, anyway, so the point is here, we got a lot of Cowboy fans who listen to this game. We got a big audience of people who listen to the podcast in Dallas. I wish I had something positive to say about Monday Night Football there, but I had absolutely nothing that I think is a really substantial takeaway other than you are awful. And I do think that Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals played pretty well. But to me, the only thing the Cowboys have had going for them all season is their defense. And it just completely, I mean, sorry, their offense. And it just completely disappeared with Andy Dalton. And so uh, that's the big takeaway from the second Monday night football game. Uh, What I would say about the first Monday night football game is I think we have to recalibrate our expectations for the Bills. Now, I do think the Bills are going to win the AFC East because I think the Patriots are really bad. And I'm not buying in anymore to Cam Newton and everything going great for the Patriots as they sit at two and three. But the last two weeks for the Bills have been pretty bad. The Titans dominated them on a Tuesday. And then they had six days to get over that loss and get ready for the defending world champs to come to their house in Buffalo. And the Chiefs took complete control of that game and physically dominated the Bills and posted over 200 yards, I think, was the final total. Let me pull up the, the, uh, the, the box score in that game. But, I mean, it wasn't really ever a contest. And, the, uh, and the, the Chiefs felt like they were in... I felt like the Chiefs were in complete control of that game throughout. And so when you go look behind the numbers, I mean, look, the Chiefs won by nine points, not obviously a massive difference there. But when you look at the box score... The Chiefs went up and down the field all night. I mean, 466 total yards against 206 total yards. That's a pretty substantial difference. I mean, that's about as bad as it gets in the NFL in terms of yardage differential. And if you're sitting out there and you're like, okay, well, they've got Patrick Mahomes. What's wild is the Chiefs didn't even really use Patrick Mahomes, at least very much. Mahomes was great, 21 of 26, made plays when he needed to. But the Chiefs ran the ball 46 times for uh, 245 yards and so 46 times for 245 yards an average of over five yards per rush that's a physical domination and I think if you're a Buffalo fan taking a look at what's happened this was a team that prided itself on its defense and in the 4-0 run the defense became subservient to the offense and I think you also have to go back and look At the first couple of wins the Bills got, the Jets are awful. So beating the Jets by 10 really doesn't tell me anything. The Dolphins early in the season were not very great. So beating the Dolphins doesn't really tell me very much. The Rams have been good when they got to play the NFC East. They haven't been that great against anybody else. And uh, the, the Raiders, I would say, is the best win that the Bills have so far. But what's happened to them against the Titans got 42 hung on them and got beaten pretty outstandingly uh, uh, rough. And then the same thing is now happening with the uh, with the the Chiefs coming in and taking control of it. I mean, it's just an ugly, ugly situation. Not as ugly as all the Dallas Cowboy fans reacting in the crowds last night to uh, to Andy Dalton, but still really ugly for back-to-back weeks and so you start to look forward and you say okay maybe we feel pretty good about ourselves in the NFC East you get to play against the Jets that should be a guaranteed win and then from there you get to go against the Patriots you can almost take complete control of this division but then you got a lot of challenging teams still coming down the pike on that schedule and I'm just not sure that the Bills are what we thought they were I think they're good enough to hopefully 
be able to actually win a game in the playoffs for the first time since 1995, but I'm not sure anything else is going to be able to happen. Uh, And so those are the two big takeaways I would have in general. And I have to tell you, by the way, uh, one of the great things about having fans present is watching all of the Dallas Cowboy fans as they were like, this is the most atrocious uh, performance that I have seen in in forever. Um, I, I just almost think we need to have a story up at OutKick with just all the Dallas Cowboy fan reactions. Dub, you were watching this game, and we're going to talk, by the way, for those of you out there wondering, Danny G's on vacation right now for a couple of days. We're going to talk to him in the next segment about the Dodgers. But fan reaction shots are oftentimes really great when the team stinks the Dallas Cowboy fan reaction shots were absolutely next level in this game they were just kind of switching back and forth and alternating between Jerry Jones looking uncomfortable between Mike McCarthy with his mask on and then everybody else in the crowd it's like the Dallas Cowboy fans were just throwing up their hands as they couldn't find a way to throw the ball into the end zone they had one incompletion after another even after all the penalties and it was like when it finally, you know, you finally have the opportunity to score a touchdown, you got sort of that derisive cheer from the crowd where it's like, hey, all right, well, we finally got a touchdown. And even Andy Dalton looked disgusted at the whole process. But these were unbelievable reaction shots. Yeah, it was probably the best moments of the game because this was not a very competitive game, as we all know. Uh, some of my favorite shots, though, are of Mike McCarthy, and this happens every week. They they pan to Mike McCarthy and he just he's just looking down and he has his huge mask on. Yes, and he just looks like almost depressed. It, but it, it's like regardless of how the game's going, he looks so serious and sad and, and and angry at the same time. Every single shot that they show of Mike McCarthy, maybe it's the mask, maybe it's the big play call sheet, maybe it's the hat <laughs> down low. But every single shot of him is the exact same, regardless of of the week. Yeah, I mean, and Cowboy fans, I think justifiably so, have a reputation as being sort of bipolar, right? They win a game and they're like, oh, we're on our way to the Super Bowl. They lose a game and it's woe is me. I mean, I'm not sure there's any fan base that reacts more substantially to one game, but this felt like that on steroids last night and their performance uh, going up against uh, what was a fairly mediocre at least in expectation for the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are on the comeback trail to being a good team. They're not there yet, and the beatdown that they put on the Cowboys was uh, was unexpected in its excessiveness and in its and its severity. Uh, all right, when we come back, we're going to be joined by my guy uh, Danny G, who's been on vacation. Huge Dodger fan, you guys know. Uh, the producer of this show, I believe he is. In, I'm not even sure where he is. I know he was going out of town. He's outside of L.A. We're going to find out where in the world Danny G is. He's going to join us next. We got a loaded program for you, by the way. Uh, we're going to be joined by Jason Whitlock a little bit after that, and then from. From there, we will also talk with, we're scheduled to, of course, over the course of this show, Jay Glazer and Petros Papadakis. Loaded program for you. Go subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a minute on the podcast. Thanks to all of you. Up next, it's Danny G. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer. 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I have no idea where he actually is, and I don't even know when he effectively left town. I think he was in mourning over the fact that the Dodgers were going to get eliminated, and suddenly he's reemerged. Danny G is on the road. When did you leave L.A., and where are you now? It was the opposite of mourning, Clay, because I threw on my Dodger gear, and I got on the road early Saturday morning, and I drove from Burbank to Phoenix. All right, so what was the reason? So you, you were on vacation right now, for people out there who are wondering. So you're out Monday, uh, and I were calling you early on Tuesday, so I appreciate you getting up early with us. But So you'll be back, theoretically, Wednesday, but then I'm going to yeah. be on secret assignment for Wednesday and Thursday, which I don't even know if you know anything about. We'll have to talk about this because you've been out. But So <laughs> you drive from Burbank to Phoenix. Why? Well, a couple reasons. I, I planned this just a couple of weeks ago because I have a friend here uh, that I had been promising I was going to hang out with. Plus I have family here. Shouts out to my aunt Jackie who lives in Chandler, which is right outside of Phoenix. Yep. And so I thought aunt Jackie sounds like way? she'd be a huge outkick fan, by the way. Oh, you know what? She listens to our show on AM 1060 in Phoenix. Oh, that's awesome. There you go. Yeah. And- um, so she's definitely waking up with us on this Tuesday morning right now. And, What's cool is we have a family connection to Bellinger, actually, because her son, Dalton, played alongside Cody in the 2007 Little League World Series. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you can appreciate that because you're heavily involved in Little League with your kids. That's right. So she was a team mom. So every time she watches a Dodgers game, she's like, I gave him orange slices. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's pretty cool. I was actually watching Game 7 from Chandler which is where Cody played Little League Baseball. Uh, All right, so my 10-year-old, his world is crushed. Do you feel like Uh, you have stolen his joy as a Dodger fan, considering you're an old man, uh, the uh, the uh, I I didn't even he he didn't even know, but I had booked a flight to Dallas to be able to take him to the World Series if the Braves were there. Because full disclosure, I have promised my kids a lot of things, like every parent. But from a sports fan perspective, what I have told them is. If the Titans, so I, we already did this, and you know this, Danny G. I told him, hey, uh, if the Titans ever play in London, I will take you to London. I didn't think, spoiler alert, they would ever play in London, or at least not not very frequently. And then a couple of years after I said that, boom, they're playing in London. So we went over. That was an incredible event. Uh, Eddie Garcia was actually there, too. That's the first time I ever met Eddie in person because his wife is a big Charger fan. We were in Wembley Stadium. It was an awesome experience, other than the fact the Titans got stopped on a two-point conversion play to end that game. It was a fantastic game. Uh, and so we went to London. I've also told my kids, hey, if they go to the Super Bowl, the Titans, then we will. I'll find a way to get tickets. We'll go, right? I've made that promise. And then the other one is for big, uh, big, you know, other sports they're big fans of. He's a huge Braves fan, my 10-year-old. I said, if they ever make the World Series, we'll go. And they were a game away, and it didn't happen. So 
I think, I don't know about you, you're a big Dodger fan. I think this entire series changed when Mookie Betts made that shoestring catch and then gunned it to home plate. The Dodgers were down 2-0 in game five and Marcelo Zuno was trying to, to tag up from third and it was an incredible throw, incredible play by Mookie Betts, but he left early and they punched him out, so that was a double play. And then certainly Betts has had two great catches in Game 6 as well and in Game 7. But I think that Game 5 catch, it's like it suddenly switched the momentum. A lot of people point to the offense, but I think it was the defense that energized things. Do you buy into it? Yeah, I do. And it's interesting because we don't spend a lot of time talking about defense when it comes to baseball. Obviously, people are impressed by home runs and uh, and then you hear all about analytics and how you can generate runs. And, um, you know, obviously the Dodgers are a, a power-hitting club, but they found ways to, to grind some runs out. And the Braves also were getting runs in clumps. And besides that, de- those defensive plays from Betts, I think that double play that Justin Turner made changed. It was an incredible play. Well in yeah, it was 3-2 at the time. The Braves looked like they were poised to at least probably with runners on the second and third with nobody out. It looked like they were going to at least get a run, right? I mean, a sacrifice yeah. flies, you know, a ground ball that allows them to score. And it was a heck of a play by uh, Kiki Hernandez, I think, right? Who uh, Kike Hernandez, who fielded the ball and immediately came home and caught uh, caught Dansby, I think it was, in a rundown. Right, and when that ball got to Turner, he, he had to. Die. He was obviously part of the rundown, and he had to dive to make the tag for him to have the wherewithal to get up and turn around and throw the ball to third. Yep, was an amazing defensive play that I think was one of the MVP moments in that series. And it just overall, though, I got to say, man, and I, and I know it's hard being an Atlanta sports fan. You talk about it a lot on the show. Yeah, and several times on the air, you've also shared the story about the cat that sorry Uber driver. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I still think that's one of the most interesting conversations. The Uber driver, the Atlanta area sports fan who just retired from sports. Yeah, and I would have felt like that had the Dodgers choked this away early on, like it almost felt like was going to happen. I'm not the only Dodger fan in the country who felt like, man, I, I seriously want to retire baseball after this especially with what happened with Kershaw because he could have kind of been a hero had he been pulled out of that game one inning sooner. Um, You know, had Gratterall started that sixth inning instead of him, then it would have been a different narrative for Kershaw. It would have been, wow, he did good at least for five innings. Instead, he had that horrendous collapse in the sixth inning, and all of a sudden it's the same old song and dance with Kershaw's woes in the postseason. So, I really hope uh, for his sake that going into game one uh, that Roberts just doesn't, you know, leave him in the game too long. Like, get the best out of him you can get and then pull him. Start another uh, pitcher fresh instead of leaving him out there to struggle once he tires out. We know he's, what, going on 33, so you, you just can't expect seven full innings out of Kershaw nowadays. Yeah, it is really interesting, and Kershaw, it felt like when he lost game four, was going to be one of the guys who everybody talked about as one of the best who never, right? The best who never with Dan Marino, uh, that kind of category, which is one that 
is not really what you want to be in in your career, especially as we get, you know, sort of gauge athlete overall resumes with a huge portion of that resume being predicated on whether or not you actually won a championship. And now it feels like the Dodgers are massive favorites as we get ready for game one later tonight. As a Dodger fan, do you feel like that? That basically you've come back from the dead, won three in a row, and you know it's it's not the same thing as what happened with the uh, Boston Red Sox when they went down three zero and came back to win four against the Yankees. But it feels kind of like that. I mean, I would be at this point very surprised if the Rays won this series. It's weird because I don't know what to think because I honestly don't know much about the Rays. I mean, I had to look up their roster because I only know Margot and Morton. Uh, maybe I think Zunino was the other guy I recognized when I was looking at their roster. A couple other names like Glasnow gets the, the start in game one. But they lack star power, but they have a bunch of grinders on a deep roster. So it's an interesting matchup because obviously a lot of the country is familiar with a lot of the Dodger players. As far as the Tampa Bay Rays go, how many Rays games did you watch this past season? Oh, I mean, I mean, you guys, I mean, even the fact that we're talking about baseball, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm saying like we were talking earlier, Dallas, that stadium, that Arlington Stadium, every single fan almost is going to be a Dodger fan inside, right? I mean, there's going to be almost no Rays fans. I, I have never watched an entire Rays baseball game in my entire life. Not once. I've never seen anyone wearing a Rays jersey anywhere I've traveled. And uh, when I was in Chandler on Sunday, I actually saw a guy wearing uh, a what was it? it? Oh, it was a Jack. It was a Jaguars jersey. And I'm like, man, I've never seen a Jacksonville jersey in person, like on a fan. Uh, and I kind of feel that same way about Tampa Bay. If I saw a fan wearing a Rays jersey, it would kind of surprise me. I've never seen that before. Uh, we might get blown up by a few Rays fans on Twitter right now, but I don't hear from them. I don't see them. I don't know any. I've never met any. So this is a team that uh, most of the country is unfamiliar with. I mean, I was looking at the odds last night. I guess the Dodgers are a minus 200 right now. Um, yeah, that's so, right. I hope the odds are right, man, because this has been – such a long time since 1988. I know it's been even longer for Atlanta fans. And, and back to that really quick, I was going to give Atlanta props. I know it's hard, but that team looks good. So I was thinking about your son during game seven, but he does have some future years here that the Braves look like they are built to succeed and be in the postseason every year. So something exciting for him to look forward to. But like you said at the start, man, we're getting older. So me and the rest of my family, we're getting scared that we're not going to see a Dodgers championship because in 1988, we were little kids. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's kind of the way I feel. Yeah, that's kind of the way I feel now when you get to be middle-aged. going to happen for us. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I don't want to be the 80-year-old guy wondering if the Titans are ever going to win a Super Bowl. So the fact that they're 5-0, and I'd like to just go ahead and get one banked and be like, all right, uh, I've, got, I've at least, uh, you know, all the years that you spend rooting for a team is not in vain if you get at least one championship out of it at some point. So you can feel uh, that uh, that championship glory and that, uh, that incredible feeling there. Um, so... Uh, when are you back to L.A.? Will you be back tonight for the, the game one of the World Series? Yeah, so a little later this morning, probably in about an hour or so, I'm going to pack up and I'm going to jump on this 40 freeway right here that takes you to the Mojave, the Mojave Desert. 
and so that cuts me back into Southern California. So I'm going to time it out to where I get to Burbank right before game one starts. All right, so be safe on your drive, but as you finish and as you get on the road here, does it seem as crazy to you that Dodger fans are right now, probably as they're listening to us, some of them are waking up and getting ready to drive for early morning flights to Dallas, right? So you can't go to Chavez Ravine and sit in Dodger Stadium and watch a World Series game one, but you can go to LAX, you can go through security, you can get on an airplane, fly all the way to Texas, and get out in Texas and go sit in the crowd and watch a game in person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before I left town, I, I was having a conversation with my next-door neighbor who's also a Dodgers fan, and he told me, he was like, you know what, I legit voted for Newsom, and he said, and I legit regret it right now. Because what I'm watching on college football game days, yeah, that should be what they're doing inside Dodger Stadium right now. Yeah, uh, the way the the way other states are handling social distancing at movie theaters, that's what we should be doing here in California as well. And yeah, it, it's dumb. Petco Park got to host the uh, American League teams. Why can't Dodger Stadium host, uh, you know, the World Series and just do social distancing and everybody have a Dodgers or Rays mask on. Just follow certain protocol, make it as safe as possible. But sooner or later, we got to get some fans back into our stadiums in California. Not only that, open up Disneyland, right? I mean, I've been to, yeah. I went to two games. I went to games to watch the Bills play the Titans, and I went to watch the Texans play the Titans this weekend. I'm going up to uh, Knoxville to watch Alabama destroy Tennessee in Neyland Stadium. But I do think there's a lot of sports fans in in states that have not opened up who are putting on their television. And I think for a lot of Dodger fans, that'll happen tonight. And they'll sit there and they'll say, wait a minute, there are 12,000 Dodger fans that are allowed to watch a game in Texas and we can't do it in, in our own Dodger stadium for the World Series? What sense does that make? And the answer is... It doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Danny G, be safe on your drive back. Congrats to the Dodgers, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Go Dodgers. That guy could go Dodgers indeed. I'm actually rooting for the Dodgers now. I'd like for them to get a title for all the L.A. uh, sports fans that I've gotten to know over the years that are all big Dodger fans. All right. When we come back, we will bring in Jason Whitlock for our Tuesday edition of the program. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installed near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Jason, to me, we got a lot of different storylines to dive into, but I want to start because you're a Kansas City guy. You spent a lot of time covering the Chiefs. Chiefs now are five and one. Bills have fallen to four and two. Were the Bills a pretender for the AFC crown, or do you think they can change things going forward in the last 10 weeks of the season? Or has Josh Allen been a bit exposed by what the Titans and now the Chiefs have done to him in back to back games? What? It wasn't Josh Allen to me last night for the Bills that was disappointing. It was their defense. The, the Chiefs just 
ran roughshod over their defense and their front seven. They made a decision, and, and not the worst one, that they were going to play coverage and fall back and give up the running game. And they, they gave up 26 points, and I'm sure Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, Sean McDermott, the head coach, was like, hey, you know, we gave up 26 points to the Chiefs. We can live with that. But it was just the way the Chiefs controlled the ball, kept Buffalo's offense off the field. I thought that was disappointing. I thought the Bills had a better offense. I think there will be a lot of conversation today about uh, Josh Allen and is he not as accurate or blah, blah, blah. I didn't have a problem with the way Josh Allen played. I, I didn't, you know, their offense wasn't as effective, but they didn't get as many chances as I thought they would. And so I look more at Buffalo's defense getting exposed uh, and, and Josh Allen just having a bit of a rough night on a night where the Kansas City's defense played really well. So overall, I'm not as impressed with Buffalo. I don't pin this on Josh Allen. We got Jason Whitlock moved to Nashville, and I got to admit, my jaw dropped this morning when, or yesterday morning, when I read his Monday morning column breaking down everything that happened on uh, on Sunday. And I saw this, and I'm reading directly for your from your column. For now, let's crown Derrick Henry's Tennessee Titans the best team in football for now. I'll take it. Uh, is this a, a fever that you have succumbed to since moving to the state of Tennessee that you're suddenly in love with the Titans? No, I mean, it's just, look look at the reality of what they just accomplished in a five-day stretch. Yep. They just put up 84 points. Yep. Uh, 42 points in each one of those games in a five-game stretch. I started looking around at the undefeated teams in the NFL. You go look at Pittsburgh. If you go look and see who Pittsburgh's beaten, it's really not that impressive. If you go look at who, who the Titans have beaten, it, it's not overwhelmingly impressive. But to do what they did, playing on a Tuesday, then turn right back around and playing on a Sunday, uh, to score that many points in the NFL, I know defense has kind of fallen off this year in the NFL, but look, Derrick Henry, 327 yards in a five-day stretch, four touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill continuing to play well. Tennessee's defense with some timely stops and opportunistic play. And then when you toss in the fact, quite frankly, that Mike Vrabel is revealing himself as a hell of a coach, it's hard not to, at this point, if Taylor Lewan, do, do we know Taylor Lewan? His, his ACL, they officially announced is torn. So at left tackle, they're going to have to reconfigure things. They got a first-round right tackle, Isaiah Wilson, that they drafted that hasn't played at all out of Georgia. He's going to have to step up. They're going to have to reconfigure that offensive line to make up for Taylor Lewan being out. That's a big loss. Everybody, yeah, let's be fair, this it's season. It's a huge loss. This, but, but, this season, everybody's going to have it feels like big losses that teams are going to have to overcome. It just seems like the injury bug is biting a lot of different good teams. Yeah, and so for right now, to me, Tennessee has shown itself to be the best team. And, you know, look, before this weekend, before the Buccaneers just totally trounced the Packers, I would have thought they would be in the running. Obviously, my Kansas City Chiefs would, would be in the running, but their play has been a bit uneven, although I like the way they played last night. Uh, I, you know, 
Seattle, obviously, and what Russell Wilson and those guys have done has been impressive. But I think that Tennessee's got the best uh, or either the best or the second best point differential, and that's usually an indicator of, you know, who's playing really well in the NFL. And and then I I just go back to what they just did on a Tuesday-Sunday turnaround is is the most impressive thing we've seen the first six weeks of this season and may turn out to be the most impressive thing we see during the entire regular season to put up 84 points in in that short of a time frame. Uh, and, And look, they... Practices have been compromised for them because of COVID. This team's got some mojo, and it's got the right head coach. Let's talk about Derrick Henry for a minute um, as a part of this conversation because I feel like a lot of people who are college football fans were familiar with Derrick Henry from what he did at Alabama and what an unstoppable force he was in college football. But then he kind of vanished for a couple of years in the NFL. And for many people, the reemergence of Derrick Henry came on a Thursday night when he had, and you probably remember this, I think it was the 99-yard run where he just basically went beast mode uh, on the Jacksonville Jaguars and took over in that game. And then when he got into the postseason run last year, uh, getting into the playoffs, then his performance against the Patriots, his performance against the Ravens, and even though they lost, obviously, he was pretty solid in that first half in particular against the Chiefs before the Titans got down. And now this performance that he just put up against the Texans, I mean, you wrote it in your column, physically, they're just there aren't really Derrick Henrys that grow on trees for a guy like the 94 yard run and I was there and I talked about this yesterday on the show with my kids the the the, the degree of uh difficulty of that run and then for a big man to have the speed to basically turn the corner and nobody can catch him I mean, this guy is freakish in terms of his abilities, his size and strength combo. There just haven't been very many people like him in the history of football. And look, this this is a big compliment. It's big words, but this is what Jim Brown would look like, you know. In this, Jim Brown would be a couple inches taller in this era. Just humans have grown since Jim, you know, was stronger, faster, better workout conditions, everything else. Yes, yeah. And so this reminds me of like, well, damn, this is what Jim Brown would be doing because uh, Derrick Henry's not a wiggle guy. Uh, but, but he is just overpoweringly much faster than what you could imagine, has great vision, can cut, and, and then you just, people just, he's fast enough. Whoever's chasing him, he's going to outrun him. You know, other than Deion Sanders, I think nobody's going to catch Derrick Henry from behind. That, that was what the most incredible thing about that run on Sunday is just like, yep. These guys had 94 yards to catch him, and no one could. And and he's bigger than, you know, uh, he's as big as a defensive end or whatever. It's pretty incredible, and I think that it it just really enhances Ryan Tannehill's play to have that kind of a force in the backfield in the running game. And and to see, and I know you asked me about Derrick Henry, but just to see Tannehill blossom at age 32 into, to, you know, an outside MVP candidate, a, a top-level quarterback after failing in Miami. It, it's the Tennessee Titans, man, are just fascinating, interesting, and just really well coached. And and as bad as it was that they were practicing at the junior high or elementary school or whatever, it speaks to 
they're all in on this football season. They have a relationship with Mike Vrabel and this city or whatever. They feel like it's their time, and they're going all out come hell or high water. If you're not cheating, you ain't trying, and screw protocol. We believe we have something special this season, and, and I think that shows up. That's, you know, Romeo Cornell cracked the door for them with one of the dumbest coaching decisions I think I've ever seen, and they just ran through it. What do you think? It is a fascinating uh I'm going to talk to you about that at the top of the second hour. So, uh, by the way, go read everything that Jason Whitlock writes at Outkick.com. He's the most talented and most interesting sports columnist in America. Uh, I've been saying that for a long time. I believe it even more to be true based on what he has done in the last four or five months. Uh, he is putting together quite the book of, uh, of of opinions and interesting thoughts. But I do want to dive into this this whole analytics universe where it seems like overnight – things that had been preconceived wisdom, which is, for instance, there at the end of that game, you would kick the extra point and go up eight and make the team coming back down the opposite direction have to score the touchdown and then get the two-point conversion. For my entire life, that's what coaches would have done. Now they are buying into new wisdom, potentially, or you might think it's crazy, uh, and they're going for two as opposed to going up eight. I want to talk about that. I also want to get into Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. What did we learn from that game between the Bucks and the Packers? And who are the best teams in general in the NFL now that we have completed six weeks of the season, plus a little bit of college football talk? All that's still to come. It's Jason Whitlock. I'm Clay Travis. Thanks for hanging with us. Hour number two coming up next. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hey 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!